Welcome to the Kupinger Call Analyst Chat. I'm your host. My name is Matthias Reinwart. I'm Senior Analyst and Lead Advisor with Kupinger Call Analysts. My guest today is a Senior Analyst for Kupinger Call as well, Annie Bailey. Hi, good to see you. Hi, good to be back. Great to have you back. And back is actually uh, the right term because we are back at a topic that we covered way back when there was no video in that podcast, when we talked about the end of the third-party cookie and an initiative, a concept created by Google that was called Flock. And we looked at that. Um, yeah, at that time and what that means for privacy, for, for, uh, ad serving, for, for business on the web in general. Um, so if we start with that topic and, and we wrap up because we want to continue the story here, um, what are third party cookies and why do we want to get rid of them still? Yeah. So, um, this idea of third party cookies of course comes from the idea of cookies which are began as a functional um, aspect to um, uh, to interacting on the web so you can think of it most easily in e-commerce situations where you need to um, have a shopping cart and your decisions which follow you from screen to screen so a cookie allows that to happen. Um, and these do have legitimate purposes for this functionality for analytics. And third-party cookies sometimes also enable this, but also um, really get a bad rap for um, enabling cross-site tracking, um, for retargeting of, of personalized ads, and for actually serving those ads. And so there are several privacy issues with the the overuse of third-party cookies and um, the the very pervasive tracking which happens with that. Um, and so back in March of 2021, uh, Google did announce that they would be phasing out the support for third-party cookies on their browser on Chrome. Um, and yeah, this is uh, um, where we stood back then. And uh, that's still, for the most part, the status quo. Google's still looking at phasing out those, those cookies. Um, and we're back to talk about it. Right. So, but, but why would a company which heavily relies in its business model on ad serving, on understanding their users, why would Google want to do this at all? Why do they want to do that? Yeah, that's a that's an interesting question. Um, I perhaps take a, a pretty skeptical uh, or a cynical look at this, um, but uh, I see it as a great publicity stunt. You know, uh, third-party cookies—they're very much in the public eye, and um, it's a it's a concept that uh, people can easily uh, get their feathers ruffled about it and and to demand change. Um, so this is something which. Google does have influence over, you know, they, their search engine and YouTube are just two monstrous examples of, of how much dominance they have in, um, in this space for um, individuals to, to be searching and then be interacting with cookies. 
what the interesting thing is, is they have more than enough space to um, host their own first party cookies. Um, and most of their revenue would come from that. The, uh, the revenue which comes from third party cookies is relatively um, small, is, is likely microscopic. And they're in the position to then uh, redesign the replacement of third party cookies so they can probably maintain that that revenue that would have been lost by third party cookies. Right. So when we when we think back of the last episode that we did around that topic, there was this first proposal around which was called Flock, and I have looked to look it up. Federated learning of cohorts, and we looked at the privacy implications of that. And uh, since then, this has been rejected, I assume, and there is a new proposal. But if you, could, you can give a short overview over these two alternatives, um, what did they look like and what was the idea behind that and to make it more privacy-friendly, maybe? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so the, the concept was to um, really enable interest-based advertising instead of um, tracking And its goal was then to not track, but observe um, recent browsing history of users and then to group them into cohorts based on similar interests. Um, these new, new cohorts would be assigned on a weekly basis, so it'd be very current, um, but it would be using a cumulative browser history. So as time goes on, it becomes only more and more accurate. Um, there were some, uh, um, or there were many complaints from privacy advocates about this, um, especially that it would become only ever more accurate and, and not working with um, identifiers um, for individuals. But over time, the, the fear and the prediction was that these cohorts would be good enough to um, very accurately identify an individual, um, which then puts their their privacy at a very large risk. Right. So, but what is then the new approach that they are proposing as of now? Mm -hmm. So the new approach can sound very similar. Um, it's called Topics. Um, it's an API based where the browser again, learns about the user based on their browsing behavior. Um, but this is done in a three-week chunk. Um, and from this, it would assign a user to um, a topic. And now, differing from uh, Flock, their, their previous solution, um, the topics are predefined. Um, so this is not a group which is becoming only ever more and more Uh, accurate um, based on characteristics, but it's um, things like travel or running or technology. So they're, they're things which are less specific. Um, and this uh, is then kept at a, at a less specific level because when um, a site that uh, supports this topics API for ad serving, the browser would then pull three topics um, that that user has been placed in at random from their top five. And then the website would share these topics with advertisers for 
ad serving. And yeah, this is um, the new proposal. It's planning to become available out of their privacy sandbox in Q4 of 2020. Right. So if you've mentioned it already, it can sound very similar to, to Flock. So we are still assigning users to a kind of group, a kind of topic. So why is it supposed to be better? Why? Where are the differences? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So the similar similarities are in that the user browsing history is um, still observed and the decision of how to categorize that user is still based on the recent browsing history. The differences come in how, um, how specific that topic is, um, hence the name, or um, if it's uh, um, more general um, or, yeah, excuse me, that the, the topic is, is much more general rather than the cohorts, which are very specialized. They're, they're really customized and, and ever um, being shaped to the, the individuals which were placed in there. Um, so you can think of it as, as cohorts really looking at characteristics of, um, of tendencies, of ideas, of um, sensibilities, rather than a topic which is just itself a topic theoretically you shouldn't be able to cross identify um, an individual just by the different topics that they're in um, if if uh, only top three to uh, topics are being shared with a website it's going to be things like um, travel and cooking and perhaps you're shopping for a new car then um, yeah, who knows, Porsche. Mm -hmm. So with that information, should be much less likely to identify an individual based on their topic. Another difference between flock and topics is the fact that they're cumulative um, versus a non-cumulative grouping. Um, what you mean by that is that flock tended to be a cumulative um, decision based on the entire browsing history. Um, and so that would uh, take, into, take in the sensibilities over time as a, as a person um, uh, branched from one interest to another. This would um, span the, the different shopping seasons for different holidays, um, different uh, seasons, different needs, um, different ideas that come over time, different reactions to current events. Um, so you can see that a cumulative view of a person really does give a much more holistic um, view and therefore much more personalized. It's very useful to advertisements um, or advertisers for giving a personalized experience, but that is um, really encroaching on the privacy of those users. Um, when we move to a non-cumulative uh, decision to place a user under a topic, it's of a very short period of time, relatively three weeks. Um, and so this uh, cuts off that, that long-term view of who a person is based on their browsing history. And um, 
we've heard hints of this um, and we'll see what it looks like when Topics is released, but users should have the ability to um, see what topics they are associated with and even to remove topics permanently so that they cannot be associated with certain topics. Um, so that is um, that promise of user control is a really interesting um, advancement here. It could go even farther. Um, for my opinion, it would be really useful and much um, a, a different take on privacy if users would be able to indicate topics that they actually would like to see advertisements for. Um, you know, if you happen to be in the market for new tennis shoes as an individual user, um, wouldn't it be great if all of a sudden you could start to see deals and offers on the thing which you actually are interested in? So if they're out there and they hear us, perhaps they'll think about adding that functionality. Right. So um, talking about privacy, I think um, from what you've described and what this concept contains, I think it could be really a an, an improvement when it comes to the privacy implications of this mechanism compared to Flock and compared to the third-party cookie. Um, if I'm really reduced to, say, three topics, and that is based on my browsing history for the last three weeks, um, what does that mean for privacy on the one hand? And what does that mean for for those who are doing business based upon this um, then limited information? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so on a privacy aspect, this is... Um a step forward, it's it's going to be much less likely to re-identify a user just based on their topics. Um, and that will always be, be changing and, um, again, changing at a general level, not continuously um, improving in their, in their specificity. Um, the, the question is, is what happens to the, um, the ad providers and those who are... Um, then depending on this topics API to deliver personalized ad experiences um, or any other functionality. Um, because this does really keep the information at a very um, generalized level. Um, and you could take it a couple different ways. You could call it um, obfuscating and, and obscuring um, rather, or you could call it just overly simplified views of individual people. Um, and it's hard to deliver that personalized experiment experience to an overly simplified person. Um, so in a sense, um, likely ad, um, ad servers and the, the ad industry is going to have a difficult time with this, which could only... Um, solidify Google's position as a, as a monopoly over this space um, since their main revenue area is, is very well protected. Um, so they may be weeding out competition here with this. Right. Um, so if you look at these topics, and you've mentioned that they are very generic, very general. Um, if, we, if we look at those, um, it, nevertheless, I think there would be the option to have topics that that cover um, sexuality, political um, views, maybe gender, race, um, any any kind of this. Um, does that not 
also lay too much open, disclose too much information about the individual person when it comes to making sure that, um, yeah, I don't want to know the advertiser to know anything about that? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so um, from where we stand today, um, topics will exclude these sensitive categories of gender, of race, but the question is how far is that? extended, you know, what is going to be determined as a sensitive category and will not some be left out? You know, there's hope that um, with these user controls, an individual would then be able to um, look through and adjust and make sure that they're not um, disclosing information that they don't want anybody to know. But um, this combination of, of topics may still indicate, you know, if you have um, you know, if we're if we're sticking completely to stereotypes, but if um, you know your topics are in you know children, makeup, and health food, then perhaps it's clear what your gender is, even though you haven't communicated it. Um, and so the use of this and the and the way that this information may be combined to then um, not go to the extreme of cohorts, but to create cohorts at a at a more generalized level, that's still information which can be used. Um, so this may end up with with spin-off um, uh, attempts to profile uh, individuals. Right. And I think that over time there could be collection of information because the, the browser ID won't change. And and if you add these different types of, of, of topics over time, uh, you would might want to get to a more complete picture of a person. One thing that strikes me is that that it's again Google that are providing this um, this um, next approach for um, um, solving the um, third-party cookie challenge. Um, is, is Google the only player uh, that is big enough to change this market? Why, why Google? Well, uh, Google is an incredibly strong player here. And um, since most people end up using Google as a, as a search engine, um, although others exist, they tend to make the news on this um, with larger splashes than perhaps others. But it, they're, of course, not the first. And in fact, they're, they, they could be considered lagging in taking a position on third-party cookies. Um, Firefox did this in 2019. Um, Safari from, from Apple iOS uh, took a stand on this in 2020. So if Google is, has only started this in 2021, um, it's a very reactionary position, really. Um, they did react to the, the pushback from the privacy community regarding Flock. Um, so on the question, if, if Google is really the only one who's big enough to change the market, um, perhaps we're entering more of a conversation now that um, the optimistic look at this is that there could be an effect um, and, uh, and a voice loud enough that Google would hear on this. So we'll see. Um, there's definitely ways that this could be improved overall. Um, we mentioned just briefly earlier on these user controls. Wouldn't it be nice for a user to indicate what they would like to see instead of just passively say, no, I don't want to be identified with that topic? Um, you know, if we could move um, 
a bit more towards really communicating um, a user's intention and and seeing a reaction from the internet back to that would be really really interesting direction to go. Um, but it looks like we have to wait a little bit longer for that. Right, and and we will have, of course, a, a continued look at look at this at this um, development because um, last year we were also kind of critical towards the privacy implications of Flock um, way back then already, and that has been then yeah um, 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 stopped and not lo no longer being pursued. Now we have these these topics, and let's wait and see when they come out in for the general public and whether they are adopted by other browser vendors as well and whether this is a concept that that um, is more privacy friendly so we will have a look at that and continue this evaluation um, for the time being Annie that was really interesting to learn more about these new um, um, privacy related and and tracking related information uh, regarding um, what other browser vendors already have driven these um, um, ad serving um, um, organizations too by by saying okay we do not lo no longer um, um, accept by by default the use of the third party uh, cookies so that has changed and this that has driven organizations like Google to find new solutions let's wait and see whether they will um, really stand the test of real life for ad serving mm -hmm. um, any yeah. final any, any final thoughts for before we close down um Final thoughts would be: Let's wait and see. This is um, these are early days for topics, um, and we need to see, as you as you rightly say, who adopts this and who decides that um, it has no place in their ecosystem. Um, as publishers may choose to do, um, WordPress was one who had decided Flock was um, not welcome, and and they would not be accepting that um, that API. So. We'll see who adopts and who doesn't. Right. So that maybe next year at the same time, the next approach. So um, looking forward. Any way to talk to you soon again uh, regarding your topics. And thank you very much for being my guest today. Thanks for having me. Thank you and bye-bye. Bye. -bye. bye.